This is Perry Stone. Welcome to the YouTube channel. And I appreciate the many of you that have subscribed to our channel that keep up with us. I meet people in our meetings and also just out in public, not only in town, but when I travel, that allude to the fact that they keep up with us consistently every week through YouTube. Thank you for that. And also our Manifest telecast is aired in different uh, networks around the world. We want you to always watch that when possible as well. But um, this, your crack in attack, allowing Satan to creep in. Now that title sounds a little strange, but let me explain this to you. I want to take this from the book of Genesis and I want to explain something that's very important that I feel like the Lord's put in my heart for this season that we're now in. This is the story of uh, where Cain and Abel bring an offering to the Lord. Cain becomes jealous of uh, Abel's offering and kills his brother and buries him. And of course, the Lord then asks Cain where his brother is. And um, his countenance was dropped. And no notice what happens here. Um, they brought the offering. I'm in Genesis chapter 4, by the way. And it says this. Abel brought also the firstling of the flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect to Abel to his offering. But in Cain and to his offering, he did not respect. And Cain was angry. His countenance fell. And the Lord said, why are you angry? Why is your countenance fallen? Watch verse 7. It's very important. If you do well, shall you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lieth at the door. And the picture there is an animal, a wild animal, that is crouching in the Hebrew, sin lieth at the door, is, is the imagery of, a, of an animal, like a very dangerous animal, that's crouching right at the entrance of the door. So if you're about to go into that door, that lion is going to, let's say it's a lion or even a, a small bear, is going to try to devour you. Or if you're coming out of that door, walking through that door outside, it is lying in wait uh, as though to attack you. So sin lieth at the door. And unto you shall be his desire, and you shall rule over him. Now, here's the thing. What you do not rule over will eventually rule over you. If there is something dangerous in your life that you do not defeat, it will eventually defeat you. One of the stories I have told for years is when King Saul was told to destroy the Amalekites, he did not do so. He kept King Agog alive. And by keeping the king alive, we find out generations later that in uh, uh, actually one of the stories of the Bible, I should say that there was a, uh, a king by the name of, Ag uh, of um, I'm sorry, a leader by the name of Haman called the Agagite who tried to destroy the Jews in 127 provinces in the time of Esther, who was a descendant of Agog, this king that Saul was supposed to destroy. Somehow there was a seed that escaped that became a child and generations later produced. And so Haman's vendetta against the Jewish people may have gone back all the way to the time of uh, Saul and David, which was several hundred years before the story of Esther, when they uh, killed Saul, who was uh, the he first Hebrew king, destroyed the army uh, that this man came from, actually destroyed the nation. Uh, and so let me just, uh, I don't want to get carried away on, on that story as much as I do just want to stay on this subject right here. The, in, in, in every person's life, and I speak to you, to myself, to all who are watching me right now, there are doors and there are doors that should remain closed and there are doors that should remain open. 
Jesus said in the book of Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open up, I will come and sup with him. Now we get the imagery of him standing at the door of a church and knocking on the church's door. Remember the pictures growing up as a kid where you would see Jesus at a door and he was knocking. It was based on that verse in Revelation. But the real story there is the hearts of the people. He is trying to get into the heart of the person and if he can get into their heart, he will have intimate fellowship with them. But if he cannot get into that person's heart, he will not have fellowship with them. And you may have heard me talk about uh, several months ago or a year or two ago how the heart has a brain of its own. This has now been proven by neuroscience. The heart has its own imagery factor, its own brain, and it communicates to the mind and the brain. The heart does. And that's why Jesus taught out the abundance of the heart, the mouth, uh, mouth speaketh and out of the heart proceeds all the issues of life because the heart is a thinking ability, has a brain of its own. You can look this up and research it if you'd like. It's all over the place on the internet. And so Jesus knew this. So the heart is what Christ has to get into. The heart is deceitful above all things who can know it. It's what has to change. And as the heart changes, your thinking changes. As your thinking changes, it affects the mind or the brain. And they work, of course, in cooperation one with another. And that's a whole other teaching. I mean, it would take two hours just to teach on the heart brain. And so uh, we won't go there because it would distract from the, the many M-I-N-I message that I have for you today. So Jesus is trying to get into your heart, but in your heart are doors. And when you let certain people or certain things into your heart, it can actually corrupt your heart. It can corrupt your thinking. It can corrupt, corrupt your attitude. And so this is why, this is how the enemy gets into the crack. He gets into the crack of your heart. He gets into the crack of the mind. And then once the enemy, if you, you know, you've heard the expression, if you give the enemy an inch, he'll take a mile. If you just put a crack in the door, then he will eventually get inside the door. And Jesus said, I am the door. And what he meant by that was, I am the door into the sheepfold. Now, back in the old days, they sometimes shepherds stayed in tents, but other times they would stay outside and they would put the sheep. And you can see this in Bethlehem. When we go to Israel, we're going to tape some uh, probably for our YouTube channel over there, Lord willing. And so they would put the sheep inside the cave and then they would put bushes down with briars so that the sheep would not get out at night and escape at night or wander away. And sometimes the shepherd would leave a gap between those bushes and he would lie down right there on the ground between the outside where the danger could be in the dark and the sheep that were uh, on the inside. And sometimes they would light fires in the caves to stay warm, depending on what time of year it was. Sometimes there would be a fire on the outside. But the, the shepherd actually became the door, meaning if you were going to come in, if a thief or robber was going to try to get in, he had to go over top the shepherd to get in. Or if the sheep were trying to get out, they would have to pass over the physical body of the shepherd in order to get out. So Jesus makes the statement that he wants to be the door of your life to guard your heart. We are to guard our heart with all diligence for out of it does proceed the issues of life. And so when Christ is guarding your heart, what he's actually doing, he's guarding the doors that could crack open, creating an attack, allowing the enemy, whatever that enemy might be, to slip in. And this is the reason why, for example, you know, you have the ear gate of what you hear, the eye gate of what you see, and the mouth gate of what you speak. And the Bible says so much about words. For example, in the book of Proverbs, 
it, it, it talks about our eyes. It talks about he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. Take heed to what you hear. Take heed to how you hear. Take care to we, heed to what you see. And the reason is the eyes and ears, especially the eyes and ears, receive visual or hearing information that is fed into the heart and fed into the mind. So the door you have to close or to keep the enemy out many times will be guarding what you look at and guarding what you hear. My wife and I, for example, have uh, convictions. For example, we do not, and I know people, people actually laugh at us, Christian people, when I say this, but we will not watch any movie that has God's name in vain. First of all, it breaks the commandment. Secondly, that's my father. I don't want to hear anybody cussing my earthly father, much less my heavenly father. And I've actually watched a movie, had no cursing, and it got to the very end and didn't get to the end of it, but got toward the end. It said, GD, I flip it. I said, immediately I turn it. I am not going to watch the rest of it. And now, by the way, just so you'll know this, there's guides on the Internet. You can get an app that shows you a movie before you go. And there's been some movies came out that you could have watched them, but it had one GD. And I said, guess what? We won't be going to that movie. Why? I am not going to grieve the Holy Spirit in me by hearing my heavenly father's name blasphemed. I'm not going to do that. So in other words, what you see and what you hear and sometimes what you say, you can speak yourself into depression. You can speak yourself into oppression. You can speak yourself into defeat. And what happens is what you see, hear and say can grieve the Holy Spirit in you. And then you get restless and you get convicted and you start feeling terrible because God is saying to you that door needs to shut. So you and Christ can control the door. You give him the authority to come into your door, into your life, speaking to you, directing you, and it will help keep the enemy from opening a crack in the door, as, as God alluded to with Cain, and getting on the inside. And then uh, you have to control what you, you control the door of your ear, what's coming this way, not going to hear it, what's coming that way, I'm, I don't want to see that. What you're tempted to speak, like with gossip and backbiting, lies and slander. I refuse to speak that. I am not going to speak that. Uh, there are times I refuse, for example, even on a YouTube channel to watch certain men on YouTube channels who are belligerent toward other ministers. I don't care about your opinion of somebody else. If they're preaching and teaching the word of God, I have, I'll listen to them. It doesn't matter if you think, well, they're heretic or that's wrong or this is wrong. I have enough knowledge of the Bible to judge what is, is and is not. Uh, I will not read newspaper articles about other people. Why? Because I have seen news articles from papers, major city papers, that the information was not vetted from sources that were not named. And sometimes it was a bald face, absolute lie started by someone who wanted to lie on that person. So you know what I do? Instead of revving my spirit up and getting all, all angry about it, I just refuse to even read what is said. I want to read what is the Word of God. I want to read positive. The Bible says whatever things are pure and holy and just to think on those things. And you can deliver yourself from a lot of self-invited depression and oppression if you keep the door of your eye gate and your ear gate closed. And so I don't know who this is for. I guess this is a word of encouragement for those of you that's, that w are watching me right now to guard your heart with all diligence and understand that what you say affects the heart, what you see and what you hear affects the heart. So don't go under uh, some kind of heart pressure or, or spiritual heart attack or something happening to you because you allowed the door to open to the presence and the power of the enemy. You know, Judas 
loved money, and that opened the door for him to betray Jesus Christ. Uh, David saw a woman bathing herself, his eyes, that opened the door to the affair with Bathsheba. Uh, we could go on and on throughout the scripture and show you that the eye, mouth, and ear gate are the doors into the heart, into the mind, and the soul. And you uh, can you can uh, you can crack that door open, and the enemy, I tell you what, he will definitely creep in. But you will have such you will have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost when you take control of those doors. That, so this is this. And I realize this word's not for everybody, but I hope you listen to it in its entirety. And listen, keep watching. We have something always special that we share with you at the end of every YouTube program. Hey, subscribe to the channel. Many people are subscribing and uh, we're uh, 700 and some thousand people. We hope one day to have over a million subscribers. So we hope that you'll be a part of that, especially those of you that watch us outside of the U.S. Thank you for your time. Did you know that many people are inheriting their ancestors' demonic attacks? What is the root problem when you can win a public battle, but you keep losing your private struggles when no one is watching? How can you drive out of your life spirits of depression and cutting and mental thoughts of suicide? Is there a way to get your mind back when you feel like that you are, as David said, at wit's end? Are there cracks in your faith, this life full of continual physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual defeats? Folks, I want to teach you how you can learn spiritual warfare strategies from the battle tactics of famous military leaders that when you apply these same strategies, they work in the spirit realm. I will explain how a scandalon is designed to crack and weaken your faith. How will you overcome the biggest test that Satan sends you in your entire life? Discover how you can wear a shield of favor in your daily life. If you feel faint, weak, afraid, or faithless, you absolutely must read my 251-page landmark book, There's a Crack in Your Armor. Instead of losing all the time your spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional battles, go through these 17 detailed chapters loaded with spiritual and practical revelation and get ready to turn the battle forever and move it in your favor. I'm also going to include my two-hour audio CD teaching. I think it's the most important message all year long, what I have learned about spiritual warfare in my lifetime. The Lord impressed me to teach you what the Holy Spirit has taught me for the past 48 months or so and expose Satan's deception and his plots and explain how God's counterattack strategies will work if you apply them. Don't use the wrong weapon for the wrong battle. God has provided all that you need for each battle engagement. The book and CD are now available to the body of Christ. It doesn't matter what denomination you are or if you go to church or not. This is a resource that I think will bless you immensely. The book and the CD are available for your donation of $35 or more. Order by calling 1-888-21-GRIT. Or you can go online at perrystone.org and order that way. Or if you would prefer to send it through the mail, you can send a check to Perry Stone Ministries. P.O. Box 3595, Cleveland, Tennessee, 37320. This teaching and instruction is needed right now. I have never seen more people engaging in weird warfare and under mental assaults of the powers of the enemy. Folks, we have the weapons. We have the tools. God has given us the insight. And I want to take what I've learned, 46 years of ministry, what he has taught me, and get it into your hands to help you be an overcomer. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. If you enjoyed this YouTube content, there's an important website you should know about. perrystone.org. 
perrystone.org is an essential resource for the latest books, audiovisual presentations, and digital products from Perry Stone Ministries, resources that cover the same kinds of topics discussed in the program you just watched. Stop in and see all that's available at perrystone.org.